Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, July 12th, and I've got a guest on the podcast with me. So welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I have been, you guys know this, I've been working with my sister for the last several weeks, um, helping with Bobby. And I wanted to just tell you, we appreciate your prayers. And I will have an update for him over, uh, on him rather over at the blog uh, later on this afternoon. So I have a new friend on the podcast with me today. Elisa Pulliam is here all the way from Pennsylvania. So hey, Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Heidi. Thanks for having me today. You are welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. I've been following you for a while, kind of stalking you online. Love your ministry, especially uh, your heart for women. And I just, I want to introduce our listeners to you today in case um, people are not familiar with you. By the way, if you're not familiar with Lisa and her ministry, I'm going to link back to all things Lisa today. So if you've got any questions or you want to find her, you can find all of her information or you can just hop on over to more to be dot com. But if you're driving, please don't do that. Go back to the show notes later. And, uh, and everything that we are talking about today will be there. But Lisa, hook me up. Tell me, well, first of all, tell me about your name, because it's Elisa is what I read online. But you prefer to be called Lisa. So mm-hmm. what's up with that? Ah, yes, that's a big part of my story. So part of the life journey that I've been through has been just radical transformation, God really taking the old self and creating me into a new creation. And there was one point in my journey where I was struggling with anger and I had been in counseling and been reconciling my past. And we could go into how that got to that point. But one morning I was just kind of fish clenched before the Lord saying, can you please take this anger from me? And he said, I have. But you are like walking around with this old mangy coat on. And in my mind's eye, I could see this really beautiful fur coat that had been matted down and was filthy and dirty and had such a stench to it um, and was heavy because of all the gunk in it. And, and he's like, you just got to take it off. But there's a comfort of walking around with what's familiar, even if it's bad familiar. And I, you know, I can see myself in my mind's eye feeling this sense of being very exposed and very vulnerable by taking the coat off and just being me uh, and not having the defense of the anger to protect me from potential hurt. And, and he just really like kind of leaned into my heart that morning and said, your choice, girl. And I said, OK. And I could visually see myself kind of taking off this coat and and saying, Lord, but I need something to help me to remember to move forward as the new creation that you you accomplished a decade earlier. And, um, you know, usually like I would go get like a little like cheapo piece of jewelry or do something to just kind of remember myself of a, a scripture promise or a truth. And in this particular case, I decided to drop the E from my name uh, and be that new person. And I thought very much like, 
Saul became Paul and Sarai became Sarah and Abraham, Abraham, that, that sort of thing. And I thought, well, I legally can't change it. Um, and I wasn't going to require anybody who was part of my life to call me differently. But from that point on, I have gone by Lisa and pretty much everybody in my life, maybe except for my husband, calls me Lisa. <laughs> uh, and, and the E is still there as that silent reminder of what God has taken me from. That is a beautiful story. And God has given you, you've been, you're coming up on what, 21 years of marriage, right? Next week? Yep. Yeah. So cool. Yes, yes. 21 years of marriage. And you've got four kids, you, which not, not the least of which is a set of twins. I'm always like mothers of multiples. I bow down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a little intense. They were, um, when the twins were born, the girls were six and four. And my middle one, uh, Abby, very much is like a little mother. She's an old soul. And so <laughs> it, she was super helpful, but also we kind of were afraid she was going <laughs> to her love. Like she loved on them so hard. We'd be like, Abby, 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 Abby. She, her name was said more in that first year of life than all 15 combined now. Yeah. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, I want to kind of shift the conversation because we only have um, 15 minutes and I'll have you come back on Friday and you can finish your story. But today I really want to focus on the mom who struggles with anger, who came from a background like I did. You and I have had, you know, a short conversation, but most of the people that listen to me on my podcast know that I grew up in an emotionally and physically abusive environment. And it really shapes who you are. It it can make you feel like this is your destiny. This is who you're going to be. And I can remember um, you know, very early on uh, in my in my adult life, in my walk with God in my early 20s, just crying out to the Lord and saying, you know, listen, especially when I found out that I was pregnant with my first child, saying, you know, Lord, I don't even know how to do this mothering thing uh, because I didn't, I, I grew up in, an, in such a toxic environment. And I thought here is, you know, God is giving me the responsibility for a human being and I can't keep houseplants alive. Like that was my first thing. <laughs> then... <laughs> which I still can't. It's a it's a gift. And then just um realizing that I was struggling to um to be somebody uh to my family and to with my husband and with my children and God hadn't done yet this really transforming work in my life. And I know that you have had that same experience. So I'm wondering if you um can kind of walk listeners through your story and then um, on Friday, we'll, we're going to come back and talk about how, um, how, what it looks like to be set free from that. But maybe um, give listeners kind of a, a background sort of where you came from. Sure, sure. I always find it really hard to talk about the past in regards to our families because I always want to honor yep. my mom and my dad. Uh, hands down, they did everything they could to love me and my sister uh, with the fullness of whatever they had to give, but they were coming into their marriage and into raising us really empty and broken. I mean, they, I did not grow up in a Christian home. My parents were not of the same faith background, so they didn't have that commonality. And um, I think culturally, the environment that my mom grew up in uh, was very emotionally tough. And, and looking back and hearing the stories, I think to some degree, culturally acceptable, but emotionally abusive in the things that would be said and the way you would manage your emotions. Um, and then on my dad's side of the family, did not know this until just a few years ago uh, when my dad and I had a falling out and then a coming back together um, where he was able to come to the place of recognizing that he came from an abusive childhood. 
And so, you know, the physically abusive side happened in our relationship. And, and really, um, I lived my whole high school into my college years. And, and the way I would have described my, my upbringing then was, um, you know, I got the crap beat out of me would be like an expression that I would have used because that's just what happens. Like it was part of what is um, culturally considered normal. And it wasn't until I was a junior in college and then came to faith uh, and put my life in Jesus's hands and said, I want to live like you. I want to be like you. That now the word of God was and what was being taught in the churches I was attending was coming up against with what I came from. Like there, where was the love? Where was the security? Where was the, the love of God the Father manifesting in our family? It didn't exist. And the challenge was that I got, I became a Christian in my junior year in college. I got married the year after college. I graduated from college. So my husband, he even said this a couple of weeks ago to the kids. He's like, I really rescued your mom from her family dynamics. They were volatile and I was an angry soul. Uh, but here's the other thing I want moms, especially to hear who are listening to, to us is that some of that being an angry soul is that I'm also born strong and fierce. Like mm. my temperament is driven. My temperament is um, to take charge and to see things and get things done and and have a gift of discernment and a long-term perspective on things. So even if I came from that perfect childhood, I'd still face challenges because my temperament is strong and fierce. And if I'm not yielded to the Lord... I make a mess of things, but if I am yielded to the Lord, then he's in charge and um, impacts my temperament. You know, I think, oh yeah. And it's, I'm sitting here just nodding away, looking over at, at my husband because Jay has often said that to our kids um, that he, you know, because I remember him being at my house when I was, cause I got married very young. I was 19 uh, when I got married and I remember Jay coming over my house and there were such, so many things going on that were so hard and painful and I'm Jay one day just saying, I'm going to get you away from these people. <laughs> this is just, this is not okay. And he came from, I thought it was like Disneyland. I remember visiting my husband's family one time and everybody sat around the table and they were talking to each other. And I just thought, this is so weird. Like, when does the yelling start? Like, when are, when is there going to be a big fight? When did the police show up? Like, <laughs> when, when is that going to start happening? And it never did. And I think for, I mean, I, and I, I, I so resonate with you because I'm really the same way, you know, grew up in this um, very toxic environment, which was um, so the opposite of what everybody around us knew, because I did grow up in a Christian family and uh, I went to a Christian school. And so, you know, we, we were really good at hiding what was truly going on in our homes. And I think that that happened probably, it seems like people are more honest about their struggles now, but I don't, but I think almost we've come to the other point where we normalize it. So when I was growing up, everybody would hide it. And now we sort of make excuses for it. And neither one of those two things are good. But I know that in my own life, and I know this has happened um, for sure in your life, that you see the transformation that happens when we yield our life to the Father, when we just say, Lord, I actually get that I can't do this on my own. Like, I'm not going to have a Paul moment or a Sarai moment unless the Holy Spirit really gets a hold of me, unless Jesus comes in and transforms me. And I think that is what I love about your message, because what you're saying to these moms, it doesn't matter what you struggle with. I mean, there are moms who are listening that struggle with anger, and we've all been that angry mom. So I'm not talking about the mom that loses, right? We've all said things that we were like, wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's not okay. But we're talking about moms that are living um, an angry, like they're just living a life that's angry and your kids are going to move out of your home. I'm always telling moms, your kids are going to move out. Like my, you know, three of my kids are already grown and they've got lives of their own and they move out and they take their memories of their mom with them. <laughs> you know, like what do you want your kids to remember? And you're saying Jesus is a trajectory changer. He's a life changer. You know, um, he's a redeemer. And that's certainly been true in your life. And it it shows in everything you do. And it's such an encouragement. You said a couple of things there that are really key for moms to lock in on is that we can have our point of salvation where we put our faith in Jesus Christ, but until we give him full access to our hearts and everything stored up in it, we will still function like the old self. So, you know, I came to know the Lord as a junior in college, but the real pivotal change happened about a decade later. Um, I, you know, and I had been going to Bible study and I'd been going to church and I was in a small group and I was praying and I was reading scripture. And there was still a, a, a well within me that was toxic, even though I was more than a decade out of the toxicity. Then part of that is twofold. One, I teach this in the life coaching course that um, it's in the curriculum that we learn enough by age six to shape our mindset and outlook for the rest of our lives. Yep. And unless that thought process is challenged, we'll still continue to live into it. And so I was living very much like that six-year-old, afraid of getting in trouble, afraid that something bad was going to happen, afraid that I was not good enough. Um, and and the, the pivotal part of my life happened when my husband actually said to me, Lisa, I think if you really loved me and the kids, you wouldn't treat us this way. Mm. And it was in the middle of a heated fight. Uh, and I was so offended um, I could not believe he could say that to me because, you know, I, I cooked sort of, we were at a boarding school at the time, so I didn't cook very much, but you know, I took care of our family. I dressed our kids. I made sure gifts were given for holidays. I had all this evidence of sacrifice and love for my family, but what was coming out of the overflow of my heart was toxic. And, and I, you know, we were kind of huffy over that and went to visit friends and I shared this story in my book, meet the new you. Um, I, I told my friend Emily about what Stephen said and she said, you need to get help mm. and I help, but I could heed Emily because she had been through a journey and was it being self-righteous or holier than thou? She was being humble and loving. And I got myself into counseling. I found out that, um, you know, they were diagnosing me with PTSD, post-traumatic stress, and it was being triggered by the ages of my girls. And the approach that I went to a Christian counselor, the approach was steeped in prayer during our sessions where we sought the Lord to speak his truth over the situations that I had been through. And through that nine months, uh, really my whole life dramatically changed. And the anger went from on a scale of one to 10. If my anger was like a plus 20, it went down to like a two. I mean, tremendous difference over nine months as I began to process out the memories of abuse and the belief statements that were attached to those with now the truth. And so we talked about this earlier. I call it the trap and transform principle where we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And that comes from second Corinthians 10, five, and then be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Uh, Romans 12, two. And in the uh, new living translation, it says, let God change your thinking. And so it wasn't that my experiences were erased. 
It wasn't that the things that I did that I felt guilty about as a rebellious high schooler and college kid went away, but that God's forgiveness and grace and mercy and transformation was beginning to finally take place and settle into me as I was allowing him to change my thought process. And that is, there's the game changer right now, right there. It's just, it's that, it's that keyword to me is allowing. It's being able to say, okay, I coming to the place where you go, I actually can't do this on my own. And I need the transformation that only God provides. And it's such an encouragement. I, I've got a couple of questions I really want to ask you, and I know are going to be encouraging to listeners. Would you come back on Friday and let's um, pick yep. up this topic again and hopefully drop a little couple of truth bombs for these moms who are listening uh, to be just encouraged in their walk with their husbands and their kids? Absolutely. Happy to. All right, you guys, if you've been encouraged by Lisa today, like I have, I know that you're going to want to find out more about her. She can be found at moretobe.com. She's also a life coach, and she's written about this. Her new book, Meet the New You, also has a Bible study with it. I'm going to link back to all these things at the show notes today, as well as the scriptures that you just heard mentioned. So I want to encourage you, hop on over there, download the show notes, and then come back on Friday because uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about what it looks like to get set free from anger and how to kind of set a new trajectory for your family. So uh, Lisa, thanks again for coming and I will see you guys back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. busymom.com.